There's one person nobody can resist, and that's a baby. So love made baby soft with the innocent scent of a cuddly, clean baby that grew up very sexy and foaming bath, body lotion, body powder, and body mist. So innocent it may well be the sexiest fragrance around. Love's baby soft because innocence is sexier than you think for your baby at Christmas. Wood bang. Uh, wood bang. Oh exactly. yeah. Exactly. Hey, that <laughs> does remind me. I have to I have to do the intro since we have a new one for the moment. Okay. This is my favorite. Right? Don't bite the dick flush you, honey. You got to learn to suck it funny. How those dicks all taste like rubber, covered with goo. Some comes clear and some comes milky. Some comes thick and some comes silky. Don't bite the dick. There it is. All right. Welcome to another Let Them Burn. This one is Let Them Burn, the Special Olympics Internet Edition, where we're going to throw Bull Rush under the bus while we argue about arguing with strangers on the Internet. All right. Today is about. Stream elements started up, so now Nick can get pissed. Shit. I don't know what that is. It's okay. It's a little thing that it's only on my channel. It sends me all kinds of analytics and it does some of the heavy lifting for me about, you know, like hitting the like button and all that stupid shit. Mm. So it's only on my channel. So all you cocksuckers get to put up with that guy. So what's been going on in your world besides writing a new tune, Nick? I've got many new tunes. I've got one I'm trying to finish. It's called uh, Housewife Whorehouse, and it's actually pretty good. But can't I haven't I haven't been able to get past the opening verses yet. Nice, Charles. Are you asking about the song? It's called "Don't Bite the Dick." David Allen Co. Any of you who are under forty probably have no idea, and you're not going to make it anyway. But you know, if you want to do some homework, David Allen Co. Ignore all the racist stuff. Just, you know, look at the sexist stuff. That's the good stuff. Well, yeah, <laughs> there's that. That's right, Dre. We're here to save the West or not. I can't even save money by switching to Geico. Dude, I can't even pay attention. So who the fuck cares? Why are you worried about Geico? You got you got AAA or some shit, don't you? For insurance? What's that one, the old people? Yeah, for the old people. Well, we have to start off the show properly, Nick. About to say, whatever the fuck he was talking about. Well, like I said in the description, you know, it's not on Twitter, but it is on YouTube. Not only are we going to throw this motherfucker under the bus, but we're going to play some band commercials. There's going to be yeets for the bugs and, uh, you know, all kinds of shenanigans, hijinks and whatnots. But we have to start off the show properly. So we'll we'll bring him back now since he's stretching, you know, getting ready to do yoga and shit. We We need to throw him under the bus and then park the fucking bus on him. What? Set that parking brake. Put it in park. What did I do? Chocks in front of the wheels. You know what you did. God damn it. You had to go out there and face the tough guy on the internet who wanted to burn. Yeah, you're trying to save the East. Oh, you're talking about that video? Yeah, that shit was retarded. What video? Oh, that, yeah, that thing. Uh, I'm thinking more about the discussion that you had with that retard after the video. Oh, there's several of them. I know, I know, and I saw all of it. And I all I can think was here's a dude who wants you bull 
and Nick and me and all the chat holes, Charles, Dre, Red Corvette. Well, I don't know about Red, but RF. She here all finally? These, all the, yeah, she finally showed up. She's here. Okay. Your ex-wife showed up. So, yes, you're being properly stalked, Nick. But the dude, you know, went on about, we need more heroes like this motherfucker here. And Bull had to go, well, let's talk some logic. And he, ah, you're a fucking loser because you're a coward. And all I could think during this whole discussion, and and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll give Bull some credit here. He was just being logical. That he's like, why would I want to do that? You know, why would I do that? And this guy, you know, ah, you're a loser and I'm a tough guy. I've been, I've looked down the barrel of a gun and I've, I've been knifed and all this other bullshit. But the part that I got, maybe Bull got it, maybe he didn't. Maybe, you know, whoever else was watching this dumpster fire burn got it. But the point that I got from it is I'm sitting there watching this retard talk and I'm like, okay, so I'm not seeing this guy saying, hey, man, I'm going to go run out into traffic. No, he was saying, I need you to run out into traffic. I need Bull to run out into traffic. I need Nick and Daniel and, hey, Chad Elkins is here. I need Chad to run out into fucking traffic. Uh, I need, uh, you know, I need Mickey here to fucking run out into traffic. I need Charles to run out here into fucking traffic. You know, all you motherfuckers need to go out and be heroes because, you know, I need a hero. Someone, you know, that song from fucking Footloose. Okay. I didn't see him stepping up to the plate because that's my thoughts. I'm like, well, dude, go run out into traffic then. I don't give a fuck. He's holding out for a hero. Apparently. You know, so he had to call Bull a bunch of names and say he was a coward and he's a loser because Bull's going, why would I set myself on fire? <laughs> I was confused. I was confused by a lot of those replies. That's like, I, I don't, I, I couldn't understand like what the hell they were saying. I was just like, maybe you want to think twice before you run headlong into, into a, a third party, you know, incident. Fuck him. Let him burn. And yeah, that's I what I had to say to Bull was hey, Bull. Let them burn. Let them set themselves on fire to keep other people warm. You know, just, just, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Even if you're, even if you're throwing your, you know, the leftover juice in your spit cup on them to put them out, that's still doing them too much of a favor. I wouldn't, you know, squirt a piss. And I learned, I learned a lesson this week because, you know, because then I started, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm amused. I, I, I was amused by all of the all of the new you know females flooding into the manosphere to offer their consulting and advice <laughs> and shit and then everybody else you know kind of you know jumping on all that so i you know i started making a little bit of fun of it just you know just for shits and giggles and i realized i was i was spending too much time on twitter and and seeing too many you know too many of the guys from the discord are you know just journaling on twitter now it's just like <laughs> Fuck, you know, why don't you, why don't you go out and, you know, get yourself a real notebook and press some, you know, dry out some flowers and press them between the pages and all this shit, because nobody wants to hear all your journaling and all the reasons why you're failing and all, all the reasons why you're stepping on your own dick. Just quit stepping on your own goddamn dick. Why are you talking about it so much? All that does is make you look weesh, man. I mean, what the fuck? How many times do you have to talk about, oh, hey, I stepped on my dick again before you're like, you know 
actually get tired of stepping on your dick. I mean, do yeah, you not? Nobody gives a shit about you stepping on your dick. Do you not know you. what that is by now? Why are you why are you journaling? So so the re- you want the rest of us to you know chime in and say, hey, yeah, boy, you stepped on your dick there, didn't you? Want to come hey, over Dre. for a barbecue? Yeah, exactly. Hey, Dre, who's they? That's all I want to know. Who's they? I don't give a fuck. Where the white women at? That's what I want to know. Exactly. Where the white women at? That's right. Where 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 the women at? And the black women and the brown women. Yellow women and the yellow women. All the women. All the the albinos. Multicolored, multi-pierced, tattooed. You know, and and the trad cons in the wheat field in their sundress with their sun hat. Yeah, bring them all here, all of them. Bring them all because apparently you guys just want to journal about not fucking. And that's I'm, fine. Don't. These women much. need to be fucked. And to quote somebody in the panel, he said to me once, man, Rob, the, these broads are tired. I'll tell you what's tired is Twitter. <laughs> Twitter yeah, <it> is, is. <laughs> tired. I've reduced, I've re- I deleted all my shit off of Twitter. I've got like five posts on there and you're not going to be seeing a lot <laughs> from me on Twitter anymore. No, you, are you actually going MGTOW finally for once, Nick? I'm, I'm, uh, for once. Yeah, shit. you know, you've deleted shit before and then here you are again. So I was just curious. <laughs> There's your fucking answer right there. <laughs> I'm tired of everything and everybody, man. Man, these dudes are tired. <laughs> you guys are tired. I'm tired. Hell, I'm the most tired. You know, how many how many times can you say everybody's grandma undressed for sailors before it's you know it's just another shitty rerun have you checked have you checked the uh batteries in your pacemaker oh uh, shit the batteries in your pacemaker have you checked have you them? have you jet have you checked the batteries in the pump that makes your dick hard <laughs> have you checked the batteries in the dildo that you put up your ass yeah see oh see. oh here we are See yeah. you see you that's not that's not one upping what I said at all. And you know, we're just gonna have a show where it's gonna be a monologue from here on out because I'm gonna yeet every motherfucker in here because why not? <laughs> nah, I gotta bring them back because it's way too entertaining. <laughs> hey, give me the you know, give me the yeet. I'll take Are the yeet. <laughs> Had to had to show the bugs how it's done. <laughs> Jesus. Ah. ah. So what have you guys been up to besides, you know, arguing with strangers on the internet and Bull's case and Nick writing tunes? What are you what are you motherfuckers been doing? I've been setting up my uh my work computer today. Oh all, yeah. They, they, I mean they sent me all this stuff, so I might as well using my shit so setting all that stuff up getting the security credentials for the client get that sorted out because there's always a problem i'm both dre i'm both and uh got a bunch of shit to read now yay and that's the reason why i was on twitter most of the time today because i was on my computer oh, fair enough. I, I was wondering if we were having a reprise or something it's like a, did mm. you just resurrect from the dead or what Mm-mm. no i was just on, i was just on the computer a lot today oh that works Shit up. You know, I, just, I, I gotta add, I gotta add to Charles's comment here when he said it's my show, big and violence as usual. This is one thing I do love about the fact that we decided to rotate who's doing, you know, who gets the football. 
you know, hey, it's your turn. You have the hot potato. You have the football. I, I do choose violence a lot. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, I'm kind of wishing I hadn't given that up. But <laughs> hey, I got all the cool soundtracks, and now all well, it's, it's almost to the point now, though, that if you didn't choose violence. Anyway, he was waxing way too long. Yeah, on that shit. You, could, you could tell that wasn't going anywhere good. Well, I, I started having nom flashbacks of TJ being brief, and I just yeah. couldn't. I was like, I can't. I can't even. <laughs> we know if, if we hadn't if we hadn't switched to this distributed method of hosting, then let them burn wouldn't exist anymore. Because probably I was, not. <laughs> I was I was tired of doing it every week. Yeah, and uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, with all, you know, with all the preparation that we have to put into these things to make them successful, one person doing it every week, just that's too much for any one, one human man. It really is. It's taxing. Oh, you guys are calling Chad out. Let's see. Chad's being a weesh and I don't know, Chad, I like you, bro, but I, I, I might have to. Yeah, I think I will. You eating him? Yeah, I am. I'm, why? You know on what grounds? I, because I can. Okay. That's why. Good. Okay. That that's the point here. It's my show, and Chad decides to go off and hey, do you like the Dallas Cowboys? And Chad, no, we're not having that conversation. Maybe you and Clary have an arrangement, whatever it is. But you're not on Clary's show. You're on my show. On oh, my that's show. the that's the that's the that's the Chad. Okay. Yeah, that's well, we're getting male- we're getting malevolent dictator Rob tonight. Nice. Mm-hmm. Quick, someone talk about legacy. Well, isn't that what isn't that what doesn't doesn't the concept of rule zero actually come from Dungeons and Dragons or role playing games? <laughs> where I don't know whoever's the. Whoever's whoever's in. I thought originally rule zero outside of the retarded playground meant that uh rule zero means that i get to rewrite the rules anytime i want you're you're gonna have to consult with a red pill yoda well i was gonna say you're gonna have to consult with the esquire on that one because i don't know the i don't know exactly where that came from i mean i know what it means in the context of you know the playground but i dre dre pretty sure it meant something else outside of it dre uh, I don't, don't, don't be an ass kisser either. So no. what did he say? I don't know. He said I was always a dictator and I don't like ass kissers either. So he gets to go for yeah, that's ass kissing. Man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm still trying to recover from that ridiculous all night thing we did last Friday night. Was it last mm-hmm. Friday? Yeah, it was last Friday. Last Friday. Yeah. That fucked me up all weekend. Well, you can't go into those things at your age unless you got some cocaine on you. Well, the, you know, that chick, that chick flaked on me Friday night. And then we did that late night thing Friday. I think I finally got to sleep around dawn on Saturday. And then I slept till like five or six in the afternoon. And then she was, she was on there texting me, you know, I'm so sorry about last night. How about tomorrow night? And I just, I was like, eh. did you leave her on red? I did. I left her, I left her on red. <laughs> did, you, did you hold her accountable? <laughs> yeah. Did you hold her accountable? <laughs> I didn't do anything at all. I okay. just, I just continued living my she, life. So how would you open? I wouldn't. I just walk on by. That's what you did. Turn over and go to sleep. There was, there was nothing. There was, you know, that was. <laughs> there was, there was nothing special there, or nothing that I was. 
I'm telling you, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I don't, I don't teach anybody any lessons. I just, my interest, my interest in things doesn't last very long anyway. I mean, you know, I spend 10, 10 minutes with my, well, you know, here's a question. It's spend like, 10 you, minutes with my have, granddaughter and I'm ready to hand her off. So you know. would you, would you have, would you have fucked that girl with, with Rob's dick or no? What girl? The Friday night girl? Yeah. The Friday White night girl. girl. Yeah. Not a fucked her with my dick. Oh, okay, not that. I mean, that's 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 a sense. I mean, that's why you know I had arranged to meet her. <laughs> I'm just checking, making sure she won the slump buster or something. Dude, what what, what do you got against slump busters? Hmm? Nothing. A slump buster Nothing. is one notch above. I wouldn't fuck her with Rob's dick. So even <laughs> a slump buster is you know it's instant boner, fuckable slump buster. Wouldn't fuck her with Rob's dick. That's what the that's what my scale is. That's the hierarchy. That's my scale. Good scale. So, instant boner, fuckable, and slump buster. That really covers a pretty wide berth of you know. That's that's a pretty big set right there. There's I'll never run out. I still like my standard. It's easy. I can remember that. She gets your dick hard. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? It's easy. Nothing. That's probably the best. That's probably the best advice I've ever heard. It really is. Because your dick doesn't know the difference. It's like it doesn't no. get harder based off of how attractive she is or she looks. I think I'm I think I'm getting old enough and my toss testosterone is dropping enough that I just I don't give a shit. It's not Chad, that I'm Chad. Not, you're you're a defective a defective woman. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Chad, don't go. Don't go, bruh. Come here. Come here. I'll give you hugs. I'll give you hugs. <laughs> Anyways, he's he's a CPA man. Uh, dude, you know, Chad, he comes off as this mild mannered. He's like Clark Kent. You think, oh, look at this dork. You know, he's kind of dorky, and he hangs out with Aaron, and which makes me go, why are you? You really got to be a dork if you're hanging out with Aaron. And then, thinking, you know, I'm thinking more Bundy. Well, Bundy. there's that too, you know, but Chad comes on and starts talking to me and he, his is the second show that I've ever had to edit for privacy reasons and come to find out that Chad is a fucking degenerate. And oh, I'm just he? like, Oh shit, dude. It's always Bull. the quiet ones. It's always the quiet dude, ones. Bull. He's right up there with you. Just Oof. saying he's right up there with you. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's he's really fucking degenerate. And I'm just like, oh, man, if only we could really air the whole broadcast. But he's like, yeah, man, can you not air that part? And it's like, that's Holy fine. Shit. I respect wow. it. <clears throat> so I, I, I had to cut it. You know, I had to edit the 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 clip because we did it, you know, pre-recorded. And then he was like, can you not throw that in? And it's like, OK, yeah, I could do that, you know, because I respect that. But I'm just like, dude, Chad is a serious degenerate. He makes Aaron look like a fucking goody-goody. I'm telling you what. I mean, if Clary's the the, the measuring stick, I mean, well, it's a low you bar. Know, it's a low is, bar. He, he is the king of the manosphere, according to some other people on the internet, because he has two wheat pennies. I'm telling you. Yeah, but did you see what he spent them on? Holy shit. I showed you the pics. Oh, yeah, he was out there banging black chicks or whatever, mm -hmm. getting banged by black chicks, you know. That's how it, it started. That's Clary? how it started. Clary? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Clary. You know, I thought he was I thought he was locked down now. Is he? 
I, I thought he had some, you know, some some uh, de facto wife that was always baking oh, cookies yeah, for yeah. Vince. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's had he's had her for a minute. Why do you think he goes on those hikes? He's always going on hikes with dudes. Yeah, I know, which is kind of suspect. I'm telling you what. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's kind of broke back mountainous. Well, that's clarity for you. Kind of. No, it's it's yeah. That's that's why he's the king of the gay monastery. Just saying. Well, my pro- I don't really know Clary well enough to you know to know any to have any firsthand knowledge of weak spots that I can make fun of. So I can't really make fun of him because I don't really you know I would just be piling on what everybody else is doing, and that's so unoriginal that I'm not going to do that. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna throw hate, it needs to be some you know fresh original hate. All you have to do is like watch half half of one of his streams. I mean, <laughs> hey, you know that reminds, that, that reminds me. Thinking of of some of you know Clary's past streams, I'm wondering if he's gonna have to revise things because he always was talking about you're all fucked. You're just fucked. Women would rather eat food than fuck you, but. If you're looking for a job, you know, either go into STEM or go into the military. That was his, his, you know, alma mater, his flag that he waved from on top of the mountain. Except now we're talking about food stamps in the military. Right. Would that be a wise decision? Uh, Again? Again. Yeah, because they they had the same problem back in the late late 90s. Okay, well, I I need you to talk, so talk. Oh, they had the same problem back in the late '90s, with uh, with uh, military families having uh, having to go on food stamps and shit. From about '93 to '96 or '97, it was a, a fucking problem. So. so this isn't anything new. Mm-mm. No, sir. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Even Doc's taking pot shots at Aaron. Jesus. It's hard not to. You know, Aaron's a great guy, but it's hard not taking pot shots at him. I think a part of him likes it too. Well, dude, he is a masochist. He really is. <laughs> That's the, what I've learned about well, him. Most guys are. Most of Chattel's masochists. Oh, well, yeah. You know, that's why I'm yeeting half the crew half the time, you know, because they're all just a bunch of masochists. Like, you fuckers are waiting for me to go at you. They're like, oh, it's Rob's turn. Well, you know, we have the malevolent dictator going on tonight. Let's see if we can eat, get Eat me harder, daddy. Over. Eat me harder. That's right. Spake me more, daddy. That's right. Yeah, food stamps, Dre. That's where we're at again, apparently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it kind of makes me, you know, when I saw that come up, which I didn't know that that was a thing back in the 90s because I was busy doing other shit. But it's just like, wow. So what is old is new again. And what you have to consider, too, is that that these are these are families that are on government housing, like military housing. So they're like they're they're renting stuff for where they're staying is 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 minimal compared relative to like civilians what a civilian would pay whoa wait 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 this is government housing so there the prices are fixed or whatever there's there's rent control mm-hmm. or it's subsidized or whatever the military is doing you would know more about that than me yeah. and we're doing food stamps and yeah Oh, and uh, you can go to the PX. Uh, you can go to a PX on base and get food and get groceries for half. Well, not half, but you know, for a lot reduced less. Reduced price get. compared reduced to price. civilians. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking serious? 
So let me back the train up just a little bit here. This this is new to me because I'm, you know, not uh, you know, pre-military or retired military or ex-military or whatever like you are, Paul. I'm learning something new right here, right now. So we have government military subsidized housing, which I knew of that, you know, that you can get married or have the whammon and get a place and do your thing while you go out on deployment. I understand that. And I understand that the PX is cheaper than, you know, going to Smith's or to, you know, Kroger or one of these other outfits, you know, private enterprise that's outside of the base. It's over here. You know, it's over. It's over there. Okay. So I know you guys get a better deal there. You're telling me that between housing, you know, controlled pricing of housing and PX pricing, which is less than a civilian pays. And yet you still have to get on fucking food stamps still the fuck are they paying these guys these days oh it's not much i mean uh until you hit like an e6 e5 or say an e5 e6 sir if you're still single once you hit e5 e6 you're making decent money for yourself Oh, shit. Uh, there's a couple of things I need to get to. We're, we're getting a little serious for just a moment, but then I have to come back because I see Chest entered the chat. They get a housing allowance, not necessarily on base housing. Okay, Casey. Okay. But it's the idea that it is subsidized in some way, okay? And it's still not enough. That's my point. Because this is the part where Rob, you know, the a bubble just popped. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Whether it's, you know, you live on base or you live off and it's subsidized and it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, for, for the for a standard E5 as a sergeant rank, they start out at $2610 per month, $2,610 per month with uh Raise, with raises up to 33,700 per month once they have served for over 12 years. If Jesus. you're still in, if you're an E5 at, in 12 years in, mistakes have been made. Mistakes have been fucking made. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, I have to break the tension of the seriousness chest. What the fuck did you do? I'll tell you what you did. That's what it is that you did, Chest. Because I, I thought of that even when you were bringing it up on Twitter. Because I, I thought of a certain person, well, a couple of personas, that just change it to, I'm on a car. I'm in a car. Look at me. I'm in a motherfucking car. <laughs> so I was, I've been waiting for you, Chest. Just like I set Bull up earlier today, that I'm like, Bull's predictable. And, I, I, and I'm going to set up the shot, and of course, he walked right into it. You know, it was just a matter of wait, wait, and here we are. So, The new song should be, I'm in a thought. <laughs> I'm in a thought. No, because the point is nobody's in a thought. That's the problem. Nobody's in a thought. All these motherfuckers, you know, whining on the internet, they just wish they were. 
you know, that's why I'm saying, you know, I'm in a car, I'm in a car. Look at me. I'm in a motherfucking car, you know? <laughs> well, whoever's running the, uh, whoever's running the, the thoughts business is the one who's in her. Well, Hey, there's that. I like that. I like that. Her digital pimp. <laughs> digital pimp hey thinking of digital pimp i got something for you guys i want you to see this you're gonna enjoy this the one and only willie willie's famous and he's fun willie wiggles and he turns the genuine willie will bring you to your feet he's a pal who's got the beat willie's fuzzy willie's warm and he cuddles everywhere Whichever way you brush him, Willie's always friendly, Willie. Be glad and he's glad. Be silly, he's silly. He's out in front, he's out behind, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Willie up he goes, swinging by his toes. Happiness is Willie, as everybody knows. Stop! Get your membership in the National Willie Club. Wow. I think we've I think we've officially jumped the shark. No, we haven't. We, we haven't. have not yet begun to jump the shark. I kind of feel like Damn. shark. I kind of feel shark jumped. That was just foreplay. Look at my Willie. <laughs> hey, we got to This is nachos and popcorn, Nick. We have to. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. When you're in Rome, do as the Romans. Chess pulling out the old gimmicks and Jennifer pulling out the old Credence Clearwater revival. We got we got we got to save this show. How how are we going to save this show? We can't. <laughs> Who says it wants to we be have, saved? We have to destroy the village to save it, right? That's right. We have to burn it to the ground. Burn it and we salt to, the ashes. We have That's to destroy. Right. We have to destroy the retarded playground to save it. That's right, dude. I like it. I think that's I think that's your next article. It might be, Nick. It might actually be that we may have to burn the whole fucker down in order to save the village. Well, uh -huh. I mean, you know, what else are you gonna do with it? What else is it good for except kindling? I mean <laughs> just <laughs> petcock come spot come. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, you know, Aaron talks about, you know, enjoy the decline, even though he can't. <laughs> this, kids at home, you motherfuckers in the chat and you guys on the replay, this is what it looks like to enjoy the decline, okay? We talk shit, we drink, we smoke pipes, cigars, chew tobacco, eat each other here and there. And then we just said, here, here's some fucking commercials from back in the day that today would never be made because, you know, it's misogynist and it's sexist and it's racist and all this other bullshit. But Nick and Bull and me, I, we don't give a fuck. Well, Bull gives a fuck because he's on, well, he's, yeah, on he's, he's on the Twitter still trying to get on the Internet. Yeah. He's not enjoying the decline. No, he's not. He, he's trying to make a point. And you're writing helpful articles, so you're not enjoying the decline. You're not. I'm the only one. I'm the only one who's truly enjoying the decline because I'm committed to not providing any sort of redeeming social wait, value wait, whatsoever. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. 
That, yeah, you're laughing over there, smoking your fucking pipe like TJ. Wait, you're Mr. I'm committed to delivering value. Now you're recanting. Was that was that not always satirical? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. There we go. So there's that. Anyway. Hey, Jonathan, I have not heard from teriyaki. It's been over a year. And here's the fun thing, okay? This is something I've learned about the whammon. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. And even Ryan Stone, I'm going to quote Ryan Stone here. Ryan said in his book, Fuck Files, he said, it's not that she wants you. She just wants to know she has the option to have you or something like that. Okay. Here's the thing I have learned from internet dating and cold approach and whamming. Okay. <clears throat> if they leave, especially if they're the ones that leave and even, and even when you're the one that calls it off, because with teriyaki, I was the one who called it off. There was things going on where, you know, to, to use a Star Wars euphemism, to quote Star Wars, to quote Darth Vader, I sensed a disturbance in the force, okay? Something wasn't right. So I confronted her and I said, hey, you want to see me or not? And she said, eh, that's a no. All right. So I ended it right there because fuck it, I've done this long enough, all right? No harm, no foul, no anger, no butt hurt, Heffa Whiteson, none of that. I was like, look, if you change your mind, let me know. And I gave her a kiss and I walked away. Okay, got in my car, drove home and immediately hit up some other chick. That's what I did. Rob, did you leave her better than when you found her? Oh, of course I did, because I always do, okay? It, she just wasn't a keeper, to quote the guys on the internet, all right? The thing is, you know, about three weeks later, she hits me up, and yada, yada, blah, blah. She didn't want to be with me. She just wanted to know she could have me. Oh, Jesus, bull. <laughs> the gay monastery must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of alfalfas and spurgs. It's true. Okay, the, I haven't heard from her. It's been over a year now. Okay, the last time I heard from her was July 24th of last year, 2021. Okay, and it's fine because it, when a woman walks out of my life, whether I tell her goodbye or she's the one that goes, yeah, I can't, whatever, I'm, I'm, I leave the door open because, hey, sometimes, occasionally, they come back. They resurface. But when they do, I'm not doing any of the heavy lifting at that point. Okay? I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, let's go out or, hey, let's do this or, hey, you know. No. I'm just like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, how you doing? And they say their shit. They say what they want. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. And I move right on. I'm not doing any of the heavy lifting. So it's on them. And not one of them has been like, hey, yo, let me come over to your house. Let me, you know, let's go out to dinner. Let's go get a drink, whatever. If they did, yeah, all right, cool. You want me to meet you here and do this, do that, whatever. All right. But otherwise, I'm not going to bother. 
Because one, I already know what their bullshit is. I already know it because I've already dealt with it. That's why we're not doing this anymore. So I'm like, eh, you know, there's other women. There's new women. They all get a blank slate. You know, they all start off with an A. You failed and that's okay. It's fine. We're just not compatible. And you had your reasons or I had mine. I don't block unless they're a total miserable, you know, a miserable person. Otherwise, I don't block. There's no point. I have and a question. They, yeah. I don't okay. block them. I have a question. Have you ever had one to come back that had brand new bullshit that you've never seen before? No. Oh. Nope. Sorry, I haven't. That's the thing. Okay. I've been doing dating and online dating and cold approach and mode one and all whatever terms you guys want to throw out there i've been doing this for well over 20 fucking years okay i've been doing it since 2000 i had one changes nothing changes i graduated high school yeah i had i had one world i had one who in 2017 we've been going out for a few months and she said she kept telling me how she was having these conversations with her co-workers about our relationship and i said what relationship and that led to the first breakup <laughs> then she then about i don't know about nine months passed for me it's usually about six to nine months six to nine months passed and she and she had uh i'd sent her a text on her birthday to say happy birthday i never heard back so i was just like oh yeah fuck it but then she texted me about two weeks later to say that she had gotten a new phone and a new number and she just wanted me to have it yeah, for whatever sure reason right well you know so i said well hey you know after we talked for a few minutes i said you know if you feel like getting out of town why don't you come because she was living in another city at that point about an hour and a half away i said why don't you come down for the weekend and she's like yeah i could use it i could use a good wild weekend i was like okay so that's why you that's why you're giving me your new phone number so she came down mm -hmm. that weekend and we started seeing each other for a little while again and then she was just like this is too uh this is too shallow and i said well there's no such thing but hey you know whatever you need to do baby and so, and so we, we broke up again for about, I mean, if you can even call it that for about three months. And then one Saturday she started pinging me again and she called me up and I said, Hey, you know, I think we should have a threesome with your daughter's friend. And then she got, <laughs> then she got, you know, really mad and she, you know, hung up and never spoke to me again since then. So that's how I do it. I just say, Hey, you know, cause her daughter did have a cute friend, you know, her daughter was in college, you know, they were all these these were all legal females here and so you know and i was mainly saying that just because i knew that would probably you know offend her enough that it would either offend her enough that she would never be back again or it would tap into her you know some unspoken you know fantasy she has that you know it may have worked out that way too so i figured either way i win so we did that and uh you know, then she, she went on her merry way and that was the end of that. And I haven't heard from her since. And that was four years ago. So, Well, I, and I'm catching up to the chat here because we've been having this conversation. Yes. I call it the disturbance in the force because, you know, going back to me, that's something that happened to me here. Just like not even two weeks ago, uh, velvet, we're texting, everything's fine until it's not. And it's that disturbance in the force where I'm like, oh, okay. 
you know, whether it's another dude or it's whatever. She calls me up on Labor Day and says, you know, I just can't. I got feelings and blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to get hurt. That's what it came down to, whether it's true or not. Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, have fun, you know, take care. You know where I'm at if you want to reach out. Will she reach out? Maybe, probably not. Because it goes back to what Ryan said. She doesn't want you. She just wants to know she could have you. Okay. But it's, you know, I, I, it's just one of those things that I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, am I going to do the heavy lifting? No, I'm not. I've moved on. That's the point. It's kind of like, you know, here's a fun one for you guys. I was talking to my dad yesterday, Wednesday. I haven't seen the man in about a month. And there's reasons and and time constraints and blah, blah. You don't give a fuck. So it's fine. But I go over and see him yesterday, right after I got off work. <clears throat> and he asks me, you know, so you still seeing the belly dancer? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we've been seeing each other for a little over a year now. But in the meantime, I'm still seeing other people. She's doing whatever she wants to do. Okay. And he goes, well... I don't know how that how that works. And I'm like, well, of course you don't. You've never done it. It's outside of your <laughs> scope of reality. Because it is. My dad, you know, he's a boomer, literally. You know, we're not just using euphemisms like with Nick or me or even you, Bull, or Clary. This isn't a euphemism or, you know, a, a little, you know, elbow side dig. He is a boomer. He's 72, okay? And he's like, you know, so it just does not compute. It just, it's not part of his reality. That, hey, dad, you can date other people. He doesn't get it. You know, it just yeah. does not compute. That's not how he was raised. That's not how the world was when he was, you know, younger or even now. So he doesn't get it. And it's like, that's okay. But he's like, well, you don't really get to know him. And I'm like thinking to myself, one, you never really know them ever. Yeah. Okay. And that's not bitterness or anger or any kind of nihilism. It's just the truth. You never really know them because you have this idea of what you think they are mm -hmm. until they're not. And you can either let the reality destroy you which a lot of guys do that's where they get bitter they get angry they do their thing you know fuck these you know the, the these are oh, lilith you know destroyer of worlds yeah and i just that's what go that's ahead. one thing i've never understood like with track cons and shit they're like whenever they say you don't you know when you're promiscuous with women and stuff they're like you don't you don't there's no connection with them whenever you sleep with them i was like I don't understand that because how the fuck do they know? You know? How do they know if, if you have a connection or not with these girls? I like to think I have a connection with it, all of them to some degree. Well, and, and here's the thing. And, and Dre, I've got you in the queue just so you know, but you never really know them. And then when, you know, this is, you know, what Rolo and everybody talks about, you know, the women red pill you and it's true. Okay. There's been most women that I look at it and I go, well, I don't necessarily trust them, but I trust them 
to be them. So when they show me how they are, now I know. And all I have to decide is, is that acceptable or not? And if it's not, well, I already know how that's going to go. That doesn't mean I leave them on red or I block them or I go on Twitter and bitch about them. No, because that's the idealism that we haven't unplugged from. We haven't unentangled ourselves from, okay? I just accept that, oh, this is how she is. Okay, does that work or does it not? And if it works, then, hey, no problem. You keep doing your thing. If it doesn't work, you do something else or you move on. That's what I've learned. No harm, no foul, no anger, no animosity, no, you know, these bitches. No, it's just, hey, oh, I see how it is. Okay, cool. Well, you know where to find me if you want to, you know, come back. No harm, no foul, no bitterness, no anger, no animosity, because all of that shit falls back on you guys, okay? You want to, you know, most of these guys that, you know, wham and ain't shit, they're projecting because it's their idealism kicking up. Where I've learned that, oh, this is how she is. This is who she is. She showed me who she is. Now all I have to do is decide, am I okay with that? Is it acceptable? And if it is, great. No harm, no foul, no problem. Keep going. If it's not, well, then our relationship, whatever it is, is only going to go so far. And that's it. And that's that. Just like teriyaki. Okay, if she hit me up tomorrow and said, Rob, I want to come over and fuck you. Cool, come on over and fuck me. She was fun. But am I going to lift a finger or do any, you know, oh, ooh, I, yeah, I need to talk to her. No, I'm not because I know how she is. She showed me and I'm okay with that. I don't trust her, but I trust her to be her. And I don't let it bother me because I'm not the idealist. I just look at it and go, oh, okay, here it is. I saw the freight train coming. I knew what was in store and I chose to go there anyway, because that's the key part that I think a lot of guys miss. You get caught up in idealism instead of seeing the freight train coming at you and either accepting it, going, I, okay, I'm fine with this. Or you going, nah, not for me. That's, that's, that crosses the line. And if well, it crosses your line, that's fine. Well, guys are, guys are conditioned to think that way from little on up most of the time. And that's, that's the hard part. They have to break. And they don't, they, they don't break it. I mean, they don't break it. That's that's essentially what Rod, Rod. <laughs> that's essentially <laughs> what, that, that's essentially what Rob is referencing, even though he's not intending to do it. Because ninety nine percent of guys who call themselves red pill, whatever that means, ain't red pill, whatever that means. They're correct. Like we talked about, like like two years ago, we were talking about you know the new little rascals building forts. That's that's what they want. They want to be in a militia. They don't want to be. They don't, they don't want to get better at anything. Most most of them don't. You know, if they did, then they would they would be better by now, because it doesn't it doesn't yeah. take that long. I mean, if you've got other if you've got other shit that you know you've got to deal with, okay, you know, let's talk about that. But but for your average guy, they they don't they just like everybody else. They just want to be in a club. They want to be in a militia. They want to be in the new little rascals. They you know that's it. <laughs> they want the you know the new realism. 
It's idealism. Right. It's 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 idealism and some kind of identity. And and here's the thing. I, mm. I sympathize with that because you know they have gotten shit on, except for the fact that the only problem with that is that they've most of them have done it to themselves inadvertently or mm. indirectly or directly. And you still got to take responsibility for that shit and you got to quit doing it. It's not that difficult to quit doing it, but nobody wants, you know, it takes, it takes people a lot longer to actually quit doing it. It seems like than it actually, then, you know, well, it's it just should. The, the, the thing of the matter is like guys back in the day, they, they, at least they had the honor to get like a healthy drinking habit or cocaine habit, you know, and it's fucking, no, they got a journal and shit now inside their diary. Well, they need they all need permission from somebody if if not their woman, their guru, and they haven't figured out yet. Because look at it this way, you know, let's say the whole retarded playground crashed and burned tomorrow, and everybody's you know everybody's e-commerce merchant accounts were obliterated. Everybody who'd ever you know been associated with anybody labeled a misogynist has been obliterated from social media. And all that kind of stuff. If if Rob has to walk away from all that and never get on Twitter again, Rob's not going to be any different than he is right right fucking now, you know. But all these guys who you know spend hours a day, you know, getting fed by you know all this you know all this retarded playground shit, you know that it never ends for them. So you know when you know when if 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 that were suddenly taken away, what would they have and where would they go? They would probably go back to being, you know, even more blue pill than they're pretending not to be. And, and it'd be right back to the same old shit. So old recidivism. Yeah. 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 That's what you call recidivism. Usually, usually when you backslide, especially with like, especially with like uh, drug abuse or something like that, you you backslide, you get worse into it. But I still well, think the I, I still think this this space could do with a lot more MDMA use. Oh, yeah, it'd be a lot more fun, dude! I fucking you know how you know how fucking fun this place would be with these these were on MDMA sometimes. And and you I agree with that. Or if they just had balls. Well, there's that too. You well, know, there's there's all know. kinds of things. But from my experience, and this goes back to you know when I was married and dating after since 2014 2015 when i got divorced okay i did all the shit that everyone told me to do and i ended up wanting to eat a shotgun okay and then i decided fuck everybody i'm gonna just do it my way you know to quote frank sinatra okay and i've had love i've had loss i've had all the bullshit okay i've had you know, disappointment here and shallowness there and blah, 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 blah. Have you seen fire and have you seen rain, Rob? I've seen both. Okay. <laughs> I've seen fire and I've seen fire. <laughs> yeah, You know, we're doing, I don't know. It sounds like CCR here to me. But anyway. <laughs> James what, Taylor. Okay, whatever. It, that's fine. The thing that I've learned is I've learned for me to accept I give I give every woman that shows up on my doorstep an A plus. She gets an A from the word go. It's up to her to fuck it up, okay? And if they do, that's fine. And if they don't, that's fine, okay? I don't get bitter. I don't get angry because that's on me. That's my idealism, my shoulds and ought tos. 
I just accept them for how they are, for how they present themselves to me, okay? I've learned, like Ryan said, it's not that she wants you, she just wants to know she can have you. Because I've seen that time and time again. And so it's like, hey, I'm open if they want to come creeping back six months or a year or two years later. They're in my DMs. They're in my, you know, they're texting me. But I'm not going to fucking worry because I've moved on. But I'm open that, hey, you know, you want to you wanna do the logistics, baby? You want to, you know, invite me out for a drink or invite me over? I'll show up. I'll come over there. You bet your ass I will. Because there's no hard feelings. There's no foul. But I'm not going to worry about it and get excited or not get excited or be angry or not be angry. Okay? So, teriyaki, I've not heard from her. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't care. Okay? Where Velvet just left here about a week or so ago. Will I hear from her? Maybe. Maybe not. It's just like my little Venezuelan chick that gave me a wall of text here a few months back. You know, I can't date you because of blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. It's fine. Wait, what? You're not mad? No. Why would I be? I get your point of view. But I'm still here if you want to talk. If you want to get together, you know where to find me. And she's been fishing around. Mm. And all I can think if I want to, you know, play the Manosphere 2.0, the whamming in the abstract that guys love to fucking do. Y'all love to fucking mind read chicks. Mm -hmm. Y'all like to go, oh, well, if she said this or she did that, then this means this. You don't know, motherfucker. Because you're astrology. Not yeah, it's astrology. Astrology. Oh, well, she texted. That means she's interested or it means she's not. You guys have no idea because you're not her. You don't know. You don't know what the fuck it means. As far as I'm concerned, unless she says, I want to come over and fuck you or I want you to come over and fuck me or, hey, meet me here, which I'm open to. Unless okay. she's something like that, I can't mind read her and I'm not going to. I'm not even going to try those guys would be too scared because she has a tattoo. Well, there's that, but I, I don't want to get too sidetracked yeah. for just a second. Okay. <laughs> Most guys that I've encountered in the gay manosphere, the gay monastery, the retarded playground, do a lot of mind reading. Well, if she didn't do this or if she said that, that means A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And all I can think is you don't know because you're not her. You can't read her mind so you're just projecting and telegraphing trying to look good on the internet when you have no fucking idea what it means because i'll be the first one to admit i have no idea what the fuck it means and i've been doing this for over 20 years i have no idea she I'm probably not doesn't sure. know what, she, what it means yeah <laughs> nobody knows what it means okay except her and she doesn't know what it means either so i'm just like hey I'm an invitation. You know how to get a hold of me, baby. If you're wanting to talk and, you know, whatever it is, I'm not going to do the heavy lifting because you decided to walk away. To go back to Dre's question, do guys typically break it off or do women? In my experience, it's been the women, Dre, okay? And that's because when I come at them personally, I let them know. 
I'm not here for monogamy. I'm not here to date one woman at a time. I date multiple people. I'm a lover. I'm not a boyfriend. I'm not a husband. And yeah, it takes out some of the mystery. It takes out some of the, ooh, what's this guy about? But for me, I would rather get right to the point. Look, I'm here. I like to date. I'm a good lover. And they can either say thanks, but no thanks, or they can you know, dip their toes in the water because my experience has been most women haven't done that. They do serial dating. They date a guy for a few months or a year or whatever. And when it doesn't work out, they move on to the next guy. And I think most guys do that too, where at least I'm being honest. And I'm not saying that gets me a gold star or a brownie button. No, I just don't want to fuck around. I want them to know right from up front, here's who I am and what I'm about. They either accept it, they try it out, or they say, no thanks, it's not for me. And I've had plenty that said, no thanks, not for me. And I'm like, okay, cool. At least I know right then and there, this isn't going to work because I'm not going to sacrifice things I want because I already, I already did that. I did that in my marriage. I did that before I got married. So I'm very upfront that, you know, we meet up, you know, this is the meetup phase, not the texting phase. It's the meetup phase. We're face to face. So what are you looking for? That's what they say to me almost every time. And I'm like, I'm looking to date. I'm not looking to settle down. I'm not looking to play house. I'm not looking to wife you up. I'm here until I'm not. And either they go for it or they don't. And either way, I'm fine. Because one, there's always another woman. And two, the ones that are into it will be into it. And the ones that aren't, they get to go away. And that's those, fine. Those are the ones you want, though, that, that are into it. But it's, it's, like, uh, it's like Willie Nelson said one time. You got the money, honey? I got the time. Well, you know, it's, it's just one thing there, you know, it goes back to, again, the whole, you know, what, what does she mean when she says that? You don't know. I don't know. Guys, that's one thing I've learned from dating, from being long-term relationships, whether it's a marriage or an LTR, you never truly know them. Okay. Everyone, you know, oh, well, women can only hide it for so long. You know, after about a year, you're in the clear. No, you're not. Because... Mm -hmm. The last serious long-term live-in cohabitating relationship, it took four years for her to show her true colors. And I'm not bitter about it. I'm not angry about it. And I was like, oh, if you have to go, you have to go. Okay. Did it, you know, did it devastate me? Yes, it did. But I had to look at my part that I played in it. I'm not owning everything like some of the Tradcon guys. You know, it's all your fault. You got to man up. You got to be the bigger plow horse. No, she was an asshole too. She had her part to play. But that's when I had the real realization. You'll never truly know her because you're not her. You're not in her head. You can speculate and pontificate all you want. You'll never truly know. And you have to come to peace with that. You have to accept that. And that's what I learned to do. 
that I'll, I'm never going to really know them. And so I just enjoy them for however long that is. And if they got to go, which most of them are telling me, going back to Dre, they're the ones that typically say, I can't do this. You know, I can't because they want monogamy. They want what mom and dad had or grandma and grandpa had. And all I could think is that's a bygone era. That time period is over. Honestly, do you really do you really want to know them though? Like, do you really want to know them? No, you don't. But a lot of guys think, think so. they do. A lot of guys think they do. Is my my you know two cents on that? They think they want to know them, and it's like, no, you don't. Because if you did, you'd be a lot more accepting and a lot more tolerant in a way. Mm -hmm. You're there to wrangle the hamsters. You're not there to be their buddies. Well, and homeschool nailed it. He He's rephrased it. A date is a date. Whether it's one night only or a year, she's not yours. It's just your turn on the ride. And in that respect, it's true. Okay. You know, she's not yours. It's just your turn. That's what that statement is. You just have to accept that you're never going to really know her. Even after 20 fucking years, that's, you know, my, the anniversary of my mom's death is coming up in a couple of days. She will be dead four years in two days. Okay. So the 17th of September is when she died. My dad was with her on and off throughout most of his life. Complicated story. It's in the blog. Go look it up. But he never really knew her. Okay, after almost 40 years, 50 years, he never really knew her. And she, right up to the moment she died at 66, somewhere around there, she kept acting like she was going to live forever. Instead of going, hmm, maybe I need to get right with my family and make it, you know, do the thing, you know, make, you know, you know, tie up the loose ends and, and all that shit that guys talk about, you know, oh shit, you were just given a death sentence and there's no coming back. Guys would typically turn around and go, God, I, I need to do the things I want to do because time is short. And I need to make sure that you know, those I leave behind have this, that, and the other. And I tie up the loose ends and pay off the debts and blah, 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 blah. That's not how women work because I've seen it with my own eyes. She acted like the teenager, the most responsible teenager in the house, right up to her last breath and that tells me shit if if they can't come to that conclusion when they are told sorry baby it's over and they keep acting like nope nope no it's not then you're never going to really know them and they're not lilith they're just the teenager even when they are 60 70 whatever age they are and they're on their deathbed because I've seen it with my own eyes, okay? And I accept it. I'm not mad. I'm not bitter. That's between her and my dad. That had nothing to do with me. But I'm just looking at it going, wow. All right. Well, if a woman who's dying of cancer can still act like a teenager in the house, what does that say about all the other women? So you don't take them too fucking seriously and you stop trying to mind read them. You stop trying to figure out what are they thinking? You have no idea. They belong to the streets. Yeah. 
You know, it doesn't matter if she's got tattoos or not. It doesn't matter if she's got piercings or not. It doesn't matter if she dyed her hair green. All that shit, none of that shit matters, guys. None of it. And with that, I think I'm going to play a goddamn commercial. This flat tire needs a man. But when there's no man around... should be. Why? Watch this. New Goodyear Double Eagle carries its own spare inside. Lifeguard safety spare. A tire in a tire. Keeps on going. Next time, give her a second chance. And there's that. <laughs> Vulcanized hypergamy right there. I love it. I really do. Vulcanization Dude, Nick, of hypergamy. I, I and found those Goodyear Eagles are pretty good tires, man. Right. I found some of these commercials, man, that I'm just like, dude, I can do this all fucking day and night because these are great. Gotta find some Michelin commercials. I like the old uh Man, the 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 cigarette commercials from the seventies were awesome because they would always show some, you know, some some chad on the beach, you know, lighting a lighting up a camel or something, and there'd be like three chicks there, you know, sitting around him and and there'd be yeah. some, you know, the the description yeah, and the ads, cigarette cigarette ads in magazines. And Dude, shit. oh man, okay. they were they were yeah. great, you know, and they, right. and they would have shit like, I mean, it was just it was crazy. How okay. great they were and how Nick, much you'll never see them again. You. I got one for you. Pop it up there. It up. Let me load it up. I got a cigarette one for you, Nick. I got one. Since you're, you know, talking about yesteryear, I got to show you motherfuckers this one. Nick, you, maybe this is hitting the mark. Maybe not. But I got to show this one. Okay, it's processing. All right. So, because I had to load this one up. This wasn't preloaded. So, got to wait on StreamYard. Here we go. Here it is. Last season, only two crew members of the Jolie Madame smoked L&M's, Reed Ruggles and Jane Price. This year, Tom and Skipper Jack Price are on the L&M side. When you've got today's best taste in smoking, people find out. Come on over to the L&M side. Come on over for the taste of it. Come on over, you'll be glad you did. Come on over to the L&M side. What makes L&M today's best taste in smoking? Maybe it's the rich flavor leaf. Maybe it's the full-bodied blend. Why not ask an L&M smoker? He's found out. Come on over, you'll be glad you did. Come on over to the L&M side. There you have it. <laughs> That's pretty good, but I was talking more about the print ads and magazines. I'm trying oh, to God, okay. I I'm hear trying you. to find one. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find one for you guys Were those ones that said it was smoking was good for your health maybe well yeah but that you know no this was this was 60s and 70s the ones that said smoking was good oh. for your health were like in the 20s and 30s oh. by the 60s and 70s there was already you know there was already plenty of uh you know Science. 
<laughs> but I want to find like the. All right. While you're doing that, Jennifer said, you know. What is old Rob, is new again? <laughs> Rob, did they say? Did they say they're on a boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on a boat. Look at me. I'm on a motherfucking boat. Yeah, you know, that's the manosphere today. Only it's, you know, I'm in a car. I'm in a car. Look at me. I'm in a motherfucking car. It's, it's, it's early okay. 2000s rap. Like, it is. It is. 2000s hip hop. <laughs> it is, dude. That was Lonely Island. Okay. Uh, what is old is new again. Nothing is new. Man. You guys think, oh, why, I just why can't, why do we have fire. that? Why do we have that? We should have. I wish we could have NWA. That oh, dude, oh man, uh, I'm gonna have to go and sample some of their shit. Apparently, you know, because there you go. that's the Nothing thing. Here. A lot of the younger guys today are like, "Yeah, hey, look at me." And Nick's brought this up before, you know, about young guys are going, "Look, I just discovered fire," or "I just discovered the wheel," and it's like, "No, you didn't." You know, what is old is new again. Nothing's changed except you think you're the guy now. And it's like well, NWA NWA would say your boat is shit. <laughs> well, the I mean the you know what it comes from is that you know when you when you hit your 30s, especially when you hit your mid 30s, and especially if you're married and have kids, you you get locked into this idea that and I've seen a lot of guys in their 30s who aren't married or have kids get locked into the same thing too because you've you've really just entered adulthood you think you entered it in the 20s but you probably didn't no most, you, most you, didn't. no probably you didn't fucking well do. there's there's probably you know an edge case somewhere but most of you didn't you started to in your 30s and all of a sudden you've realized oh god damn you know when you start comparing what you know to the people who are 20 years old you start realizing Oh, hey, those guys are fucked up. Now I, you know, I know my shit. The problem is that you've got 55-year-old dudes looking at you at 35 saying, no, nah, you're just kind of, you just put your first foot in the door. And that's about as far as you've gotten. But you think you're farther along than you are. And that's how we are up until, you know, very late in life. It's just, it's human nature. But you, you see this particularly in the grifting spheres because oh, yeah. everybody... Because let's face it, all the manosphere is, is a is a large self-help community, 99% of which is mostly bullshit, just like <laughs> the real self-help communities. Yeah. So so yep. you've got all these people in there who, you know, they want to do that so they don't have to, you know, work in the coal mine or, you know, work as an accountant or whatever else. So they, you know, so they become, you know, a manosphere guru. Because it's not that hard. It's like, hey, you know, send me some money and I'll, you know, I'll give you a plan for how to, you know, how to quit being such a fucking loser. And, you know, the fact is, it's not that hard to quit being a loser. It's just that people are groomed to 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 want an authority or a, a ready made plan already. And hey, you know, no shade against that. If that's what you want, you know, fuck it, go do it. I don't give a shit. But the but then what you end up getting is you know a lot like rob said a lot of dudes who are 35 and they're just discovering the wheel last week and now they're going to teach you all about the fucking wheel i'm going to tell you about the wheel and about fire because oh, nobody's dude, ever had if it you're, before if you're guru, you, have, 
if your guru isn't willing to embrace black lung, he's fucking garbage. Have you have you heard the good news about the wheel? I mean, that's essentially what it is. And then and then they but they take it a step further because then they want to start shitting on the older generations. And and believe me, you know, we we deserve some of it. No lie. You know, I'm not going to say we don't. But that part of it is the part where they're like, not only am I reinventing the wheel, but these guys that thought they knew what the wheel was were actually wrong. This is what a wheel actually is and what it's capable of doing. And the fact of the matter is the wheel hasn't changed, you know, for the most part at the high level in, you know, thousands, ten thousands of years. So, you know, it's it's all it's all a bunch of you know, it's all a bunch of nonsense, but you know, people, people don't want to strike out on their own and just figure shit out. And again, I don't, you know, if you want to, if you want, especially if you want to save some time, there are people out there who I think are where well worth your hard earned money. So you don't keep spinning around doing stupid shit. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. The reason that the reason that I don't feel the need to do it is because I had to learn shit the hard way. And so at this point, you know, I don't need to pay somebody to do it because I've already I've already wasted, you know, 10, 15, 20 years doing the wrong shit. So I went the trial and error method. And if you find and and I like we've always talked about, I don't I don't I'm not shitting on people who recognize that they have there. There's a there's a gap between what they know and what they need to know. And that there are people out there that can help bridge that gap for them. I think that's totally legitimate legitimate i just think that the number of people who are truly capable of doing that for you are very few and far between and you're probably limited you're probably going to waste some time and money before you get there which hey you know that's fine too the rest of us did it passage and that's the problem though is like guys guys don't know the difference between a guru and a mentor you know that's that's the that's where they fail well i mean i mean I mean, it's if you've got any life experience, it's not hard to figure out. The problem is that most of the guys who need this shit the most also don't have any life experience. And if they (laughs) do, it's all, you know, them jerking off in the shower. That's their life experience. So that's, you know, it's it goes back to Chesty's, you know, all your knowledge of life is in the abstract stuff. And and that's where they're at. And that's the reason (laughs) that's the reason they're so confused right now. So and great. Uh, yeah, they, they used to have uh, cigarettes back in MREs back in the day, but they were like filterless lucky strikes. So I mean, lucky strike means fine tobacco. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. I don't know if you'd want that shit. I used to smoke I, when I was that's in a... grad school. I thought it was cool to smoke camel, no filters. So that's what I Ooh, did. Jesus. Studs. Wow. You went hardcore. Yeah. I went, wow, I went man. all in. Well, because because I was getting amogged by one of one of our one of our professor now, and I was like, that motherfucker is not gonna, you know, he's not gonna stand there smoking those no filters and have all the all the chicks be like, Ooh. you know. So I was like, you know, I'll, got I'll, me a pack out black lung that motherfucker. Got me a pack <laughs> of no filters. Yeah, I'll show him. I'll you know, I'll get I'll cancer twice show as that fast, motherfucker. That's yeah. right. So yeah. <laughs> So I did, you know, for the short time that I smoked cigarettes. Oh, I love it. Shit. It's, well, it's like it's like what uh, I'm on a motherfucking boat. That's right. <laughs> well, I, I got a motherfucking Rob, we no filter. Uh, what y'all were talking about earlier, because you about Copenhagen. I used to when I was in the military, I started dipping because you're not allowed to. If you're in uniform, you're not allowed. Yeah, to. you can't smoke. Smoke yeah. a cigarette. You can't smoke. 
So I used to dip, but I, but I didn't do Copenhagen. I did, I did skull, skull wintergreen. So. Yeah, that's what I started out on. And then I had to go, you know, hardcore because that's what all the cool kids did. And, and I yeah. realized, you know, one, it, it's okay. You know, the flavor is all right, but the fucking cardboard can, the shit dries out way too fast, which is, you know, a gimmick. It's a way to get you to buy more until I had a buddy go, no, man, no. You can rejuvenate that shit. Just pour a little bit of bourbon in it. Yeah. And not um, only did it, so, you know, moisten the tobacco again, it added a little extra pep, a little extra kick to it. Yeah. And it was like, did you oh. ever, did you ever dip uh, Copenhagen black? Yes. Yeah. That was some yeah. good stuff. It's supposed yeah, to, it was supposed right. to be like bourbon, like a bourbon type. Yeah, of flavor. It, it, you know, I, I, I personally preferred Copenhagen's original flavor, but that's me. But maybe that's yeah. because, you know, that was my introduction to that one. Yeah. Okay. I just learned over time that, you know, they had a gimmick. And of course, you know, Copenhagen being the cool kids, Miller Lite masculinity thing, that if you're the real alpha male, you pay top premium price for the nicotine fix that goes half the distance that any of the plastic cans do you know which is why i ultimately went back to skull or some of the other motherfuckers because it's like well this shit lasts longer well, it, know, man. it seems like it seems like that that copenhagen and nicotine from just it just knocks your dick in the dirt real fast and then it just well dude you know the one that really did for a while was kodiak where That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Fucking well, we, Kodiak was potent. Dude. We used yeah. to we used to soak the Kodiak in Jack Daniels or Evan ah, Williams, yeah. and right. and then you know and that shit and that was just that was some fucked up nasty shit, man. I couldn't. I I, I just I couldn't. That's handle just degeneracy it. right there. I don't know why it you just, do that to yourself. It, <laughs> it just you know it's like dre said nick out black lunged him you know my my graduate school faculty advisor well same Lock thing happened in high school shit. same thing happened in high school i was trying to you know we got to where we were you know we were all we were soaking copenhagen and and fucking bourbon and and dipping <laughs> that and we were just just getting fucking high i mean that shit melt your brain yeah i don't does. know what the combination is but that just that that fucked me up so bad i couldn't yep. ever touch it again and i yep. i haven't dipped since you know when my kids when my kids were in high school and they started dipping and i and i and i went in there i went into nick jr's room and that little motherfucker had a whole pyramid of skull and copenhagen cans in his closet up on the shelf behind like he had some shit you know lunch boxes and shit piled up and i moved that shit from there and just the smell of that shit almost made me throw <laughs> fucking up you know and that's 30 30 goddamn years later 35 uh, years later all i know is that you're never going to be able to out dip the head football coach dude never. you're not gonna out dip brett Favre. just i'm saying. not gonna out dip anybody that, that, no. that shit just I just I get a whiff of it now, and it's like you know, Ter- flashbacks, numb flashbacks. Right. I mean, Terrence Terrence Pop talks about how he can't be in the same kitchen with bacon cooking because he he's smelled so many burning bodies in war zones, and the smell is too similar that it just fucks him up. Now, thankfully, I don't have it that bad, but yes, I have the here. That that's a tragedy right there. I have it to the same degree with fucking, you know, Copenhagen and Kodiak and Fair Skull enough. and all Fair that enough. other shit. Hey, oh, hey, a buddy man. of mine's got got that with a uh, crown rule. 
You can't, you can't drink. No, I, dude, bull. I can't drink bourbon or whiskey because of, you know, prior PTSD experiences with that shit. I get it. But I, Nick, yeah. I got a, I got a question for you. I got, you know, at least a comment. So you posted a short clip of a video of fishing where you said something along the lines of, uh, you know, it's not always seen, but it can be heard type of thing. And I'm paraphrasing because I'm family. Resent, family. Sometimes you, the family resemblance is heard and not right. seen. Yeah. Was that Nick Jr. or was that the other one? No, that's Nick Jr. Okay, you're out fucking fishing, and you're like, nice. And then I hear that motherfucker start talking about pulling that fish in, and he said it exactly yeah. the way you said it. That if, you know, if I wasn't an old fucker and, uh, you know, I was one of these dumbasses on the internet, I'd almost be like, oh, well, I'm going to go off on my Illuminati conspiracy theory here. And Nick altered the video, altered the audio on that video. It's not actually <laughs> Nick Jr. It's Nick. And yet I'm going, holy shit, because what that reminded me of, Nick, and this is the part I got to, you know, be the boomer. I remember shooting some video years ago back in the 90s you know back before most of you motherfuckers weren't even around and you know i got my eight millimeter camcorder going and it's got the night vision going on because it's dark and there was some asshole telling some jokes about whatever he's standing by the fire and he's cracking some jokes and my dad my mom and all my friends everybody i knew they're all there and I remember, because I saw this, you know, years later, I went back to that old footage, and I'm listening to this guy cracking his jokes, and they were funny. They were. But I remember hearing my dad in the background, okay? He's not even in the video. He's not in the frame. It's just well, you hear him. And he starts to laugh. And I realized at that moment, holy shit, that's my laugh. Yep. Because I have the same laugh as my dad. And that's when I first started thinking maybe there's more to nature. Yeah. You know, more to you know, Evo psych or whatever you fuckers are calling it today. Yeah. Maybe there's more to it than we give credit to. Because when I saw that video of Nick and Nick Jr. and Nick's like, nice. And all of a sudden, you know, the kid's babbling on as he's pulling his fish in. And then he goes, nice. And I'm like, holy fuck, if that's not your kid, I don't know whose it is. Because he said it in the exact same tone, the exact same tonality. And I'm just like, there it is. That's where I get it, where he's like, sometimes they're not seen, they're heard. Because it okay. sounded just like you, man. Well, see, and the funny, the funny thing about that kind of shit, is that you know you got all you know you got all these guys you know your family alphas and whatnot talking about legacy and all this other bullshit and and you know we've talked about this before if i wanted to if i wanted to play the power dad card buddy i could lay out some shit that would that would power dad the fuck out of you know the whole the whole goddamn thing and i don't because i just think that i think it's false and i think it's gay but the the best thing about that is last year I was down I was visiting Nick Jr at Christmas time and he'd been dating this chick for about 6 months and you know I mean he he's 
we were sitting around the pool at his house watching the dog, you know, swim in the pool. And Nick Jr. has a couple guitars down there. One of them's fucking mine that he stole. And, uh, that little and, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and there's your rite of passage. Well, I mean, I was, yeah, if you steal your dad's guitar, you're, you know, you're a man now, son. And, uh, Apparently. <laughs> but, you know, you know, he, you know, he, I was, I was glad for him to do it because he's not, he's not obsessed with guitar like I am, but he, you know, he, he learned, he taught himself to play, you know, and, uh, and sometimes he would call me up and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to learn this song. You know, what are the chords? You know, he, he, of course he wants the cheap shortcut. He doesn't want I'd, to do I'd it. leave you voicemails of playing your own guitar for, for you. Well, anyway, so the point is that he had, you know, he had one of my old guitars and then he had another one that he bought and he brought them out, you know, and, uh, you know, so we're sitting around playing like, you know, Sweet Home Alabama, Country Boy Can't Survive, all the usual, you know, good old redneck shit, you know, from back in my day, which is what he likes. And uh, and we were sitting there. I was sitting there with him and his his girlfriend. And after we were done, you know, with the whole thing, we were sitting there eating dinner and playing some music and having some drinks and everything else. And then she was like, she was like, this is so weird sitting here because you two are like fucking identical. And you could just see the look on his face just kind of go, you know, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like this sorry old bastard. And I and I spent all my time trying not to be. And so, you know, that's just my way of saying that what Rob said about genetics, you know, as 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 I've gotten older, the whole genetics thing has gotten to be more significant for me because my my older boy, like I said, he's, I adopted him. I didn't make him. Um, and you know, so they were both raised, you know, and I adopted him when he was very young, he was like three years old. And so they were both raised under the same regime, but he still turned out, the older boy still turned out very much like his biological father. Who's, who's dead, you know, which is why I adopted him. Um, and, and mine turned out exactly like me, even though they were both raised, you know, under the exact same regime. So the genetic thing is huge. You oh know? yeah. It's, it's, I, and I'm not saying that, you know, there, there's not some elements of, of nurture that can't be, um, you know, that can't be learned and they are learned, but, uh, the genetic thing is a huge, that's a huge hammer right there. You can't, it's very difficult to get past that. Even if you're, even if you're consciously trying to, uh, it's still hard to get past that. But I mean, I just love that when she said that, because I are, we are, everybody already knew it, but he was just like, you know, he, he you know, when he was younger, he hated the fact that he was a mini me because, you know, it was during a time where he and I were just button heads all the fucking time. And, and now he's kind of, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of cool with it and, uh, you know, he's gracious about it at least, but it's not uh, like he yeah. didn't do anything about it. Well, yeah. I mean, and you know, plus, you know, I mean, I never pushed the guitar on him, but he just naturally gravitated to it, you know, and other music shit. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff just like that, that he'll, you know, the same, you know, the same black sense of humor that I've got, you know, he's pulled out some shit, you know, at family holidays and stuff that he said at the fucking Thanksgiving table. And I'm sitting there laughing my ass off and everybody else is looking at him like, what the fuck? God damn, that is dark and cold. And I was just like, yeah, it's just a joke. <laughs> you know, it's just jokes. 
I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right now, Nick. Red and black. I want to meet you and your son. I want to meet <laughs> Nick Jr. too. You yeah, got to we'll drag see. his fucking stupid ass out too, because I'm just going to be like, yeah, you're, yeah. The he apple is, doesn't fall is, far from the tree. Nick Jr. is far more fun than I am. I can tell you that right now. Well, even better, you know, because then I can say to him, let's ditch your old man and let's go. <laughs> He told me to fuck off. He told you to fuck off. He told everybody to fuck off. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Dre, uh, answer your question. I think Nick would be the bigger power dad. Oh, I would agree. That's why I had to throw it up there. I know, you know, Dre's funny because he asks the important questions, but he does it with a sense of snark and sarcasm. You know, he's being funny. He's like, look at me. I'm on a boat. Okay. But at the same time, he's asking the legit shit. I'm just like, well, I already know who the bigger power dad is. Well, he that is a Marine, so. Well, I was a, I'm on a boat. Look, well, I, was a, I, was a, I was a legit tradcon. You know, Chessie always talks about how he had. Starter kit. You know, yeah. the, the power dad starter kit. I did too. You know, that was that was my whole identity, you know, for a long no, time. No, he probably so, bought it from you. He probably yeah, bought he, we, well, we may have bought them from the same place, same mail order <laughs> yeah, house. We both got it from the same grifter. Yeah. yeah. Here's catalog. <laughs> no, it was, uh, God damn, it was a Harbor Freight catalog. That's where they got it from. Oh, Jesus. The good thing was that I didn't really like the guitar that he stole from me anyway, so... Oh, well, there we go. There's that sour but, grapes. Well, I didn't want it anyway. Oh, so. cope and seize, old if man. A, cope and seize. <laughs> well, I mean, it It wasn't, a, it's not a great guitar, which is why he ended up buying a, another one himself when, when he finally started making money because he recognized that it was, you know, kind of a, you know, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't, wasn't that great. And, uh, you know, you know, yeah, sometimes. He should have bought you a guitar. He should have well, bought you the guitar, though. You know? If I called, if I called him up, right, he was the, when I was down there visiting him at Christmas. He was trying to give me his truck. I wouldn't take it. <laughs> There's the challenge coin for you there, Dre. And so Nick was like, "I'll pass." He was like, "He has he has this tricked out F one fifty King Ranch, and and he was like, I want an F two fifty, or I want a Dually, and I want all this other shit." And he's like, "What if what if I just gave you this one?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't want it." <laughs> price of gas right now (laughs) tell tell him to get a ford raptor come get a ford raptor he's just gonna you know he's gonna you know it's just like when he bought his boat you know one day he just sent me a picture of a boat and i was like all right now he's got a fucking boat one of these days he's gonna send me a picture (laughs) of a fucking mclaren you know (laughs) or a bugatti but you're flexing on your dad (laughs) right well i mean you know i'm glad he can you know good for him fuck it but i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna take out hand-me-downs from him i did tell him once he you know once he could afford a house that has a a nice pool house i'll come live in the pool house and cut his grass and uh <laughs> change your name to jesus <laughs> that's right jesus the gardener you know, damn, you know damn well you're not gonna do that you're gonna sit you're just laying there and drinking right well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cut the grass i'll pay somebody to cut the grass but you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever you pay Dre to cut the grass. The pay it, oh. the, whatever the whatever the whatever the ordinary rent on the pool house would be. I guarantee you the cost of the landscape service is going to be less. So. But that's kind of my point: is that you know the whole you know all these guys, all these dudes, you know that are raising kids who are twelve years old right now, and they talk about 
you know, my legacy and everything else. I don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, I want my kid to be happy, healthy. I want him to be strong. I want him to get what he wants out of life. I don't want him to have, you know, the same problems I did. But the fact of the matter is, no matter how good or bad I raised him, I can't control that because he's still, you know, I, I think that he's got a he's got an upper hand. You know, it's I think it's his game to lose, but he could still fuck it all up, you know. Oh, totally. So, you know, for me, it's just it's more of, you know, it's just more oh, of oh, that goddamn willpower. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing that I've been impressed with both my kids, neither one of them have really acted like they were embarrassed by me. And, you know, you know, so they'll they'll ask me to, you know, they'll, they'll invite me to come hang out with their friends and drink beer and shit. And I usually won't go, but I'll go occasionally. And, you know, to me, that was that's good enough. And so it gets back to that genetic thing. It's, it's like, you know, you have to you have to take you have to take it all or nothing. So if the genetic thing makes a difference, that also means that as long as I don't just, you know, beat the shit out of them and, you know, rape their mom in the ass in front of them, then they're probably going to turn out fine because of genetics. So, you know, it's not like I did anything except like we always joke about, you know, came inside mom, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Hold, hold on, Nick. Much... I need to write that down. I need to write that down. Don't rape <laughs> mom in, in the ass in front of them. Okay. Do it. If your wife won't let you buy a Volvo, let her drive one. That'll really do the job. Once she gets the feel of it, she might like knowing you're getting a car that in most cases lasts long enough to get people out of new car payments and into new furniture payments or swimming pool payments, or fur coat Of course, if she still seems to have some doubts, let her drive a Volvo with automatic transmission. She'll feel right at home in that. And there's that for you. That was great. That's the whole beta buck starter package, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like I said, I got tons of these, man. They're fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bunch of magazine ads, you know, like I was talking about earlier, safe somewhere, you know, where, you know, there's all this double entendre in there and all kinds of shit. Even 7-Up, there were some 7-Up ads where it's like, you know, <laughs> where they're in a bowling alley and the dude, the dude's wife or chick is bending over and he's got and he's right next to her she's like bending over the the ball return and he's got this he's picking up this ball from the ball return with his fingers in the holes and they make this joke about how you know <laughs> the key is you just have to you know have a firm grip and she's kind of looking up going you know like that like he was oh, like he's man. grabbing her and like hey, that that shit was excellent. Are you saying that millennials, are you saying millennials, we didn't invent the bowling ball grip? Hey, thinking of firm grip and sizing it oh, up, here's right. one more for you for the evening. Size it up, because when you size it up, Ford Falcon fits you. Now and again, you go out with the boys, it could be anywhere. But wherever you go, it's sure nice to know there's probably a Ford man there. So size it up, size it up, because when you size it up, Ford Falcon fits you. 
comfort you demand from your car, not seating in space alone, and the handling and feel from behind the wheel in a wide track Falcon, you're right at home. So size it up, size it up, because when you size it up, Ford Falcon fits you. You've still got an eye for a good figure, even when it's your wife's. It's a matter of style, and Falcon's got it. That's why Falcon suits your style of life. Size it up, size it up, because when you size it up, Ford Falcon fits you. Nice. Even if it's your wife. <laughs> Dude, you know, there was like up until about 79, you know, it was really the end of seven of the 70s. The shit I saw went, you know, because because people in the neighborhood, in the suburbs, you know, they they were always having fucking parties, you know, fondue parties, pool parties, everything else. And and it wasn't adults only because kid, you know, because everybody had kids. So we were all kind of like running we're kind of off doing our own thing, but we're, you know, 10 years old running back and forth, you know, seeing a lot of the shit that went on. And it's like the shit that I saw back then, you know, with like, you know, dudes like, you know, I remember my mom running around in shorts and a tube top and there'd be like, you know, coworkers of my dad's that they would be sitting there talking to my mom and they would just like pull her tube top out and look down it. <laughs> and she would just be like oh stop that you know kind of yeah stop that. and you know my dad was doing it to other people's wives and shit there was all that stuff going on and that that freaked me the fuck out i just i was like i don't want to see any of this and so i you know i'd go off and you know do whatever the kids were doing but there was all kinds of crazy shit you could see going on if you were paying attention back then it was nuts it was it was it was just wide fucking open totally wide open uh, stop yeah it's like That's oh how you became a leader of the incel fucking tradcon community gotta stop out. them women and stop them dudes from being degenerates that's right uh, until now <laughs> i love it but you know the, the that that is something that's interesting because and i'm not saying it was better or worse i'm just saying what it was and people just had this attitude particularly in the 70s it seemed like you know i can remember being about 10 11 12 you know right about the time my parents were getting divorced and all you know all kinds of shit was going on i was like i was seeing all this behavior and i was like you know this is fucked up but nobody nobody seemed to care you know especially yep relic because they were all doing it out in the open you know it wasn't yeah. like it was behind closed doors it was like you know you know 25 people from the neighborhood all at this house you know having a you know pool party with a big fondue pot and you know kids are going out you know we're going out there and we're just you know macking on that fondue as much as we could before they ran us off and uh you know just watching all the shit going on around the pool and it was insane it was just fucking insane yeah the good old days. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, like when my kids were young and we did shit with people, nobody came close to anything like that out in the open. It went on behind closed doors, I know for a fact, but it wasn't like just a casual out in the open kind of thing like it was back then. It was just crazy. Yep. Well, and that's the fun thing about, you know, all the trad con, you know, we need to go back to the 50s. Return. And it's like, you motherfuckers, Return. all that shit that you hate was going on back then. It was just swept under the rug and kept behind closed doors. Probably going on even more back then. Because, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was just about to say. Because it was easier to get away with. Yep. And that's the point. You know, it's one of those, hey, 
you motherfuckers have no idea. You just, you're living in a, a Norman Rockwell painting, which happened to be an advertisement for cigarettes. Right. They were selling you cigarettes or Coca-Cola or, you know, a split level ranch or DuPont paint or whatever the fuck it was. Something but to it was, aspire to. Good old was, lead paint. It was not the, you know, it was not the, it was not the, there was the social expectation. It was just that nobody lived up to it. And that's what I, I find so amusing about the trad cons is that what they're, what they're, you know, creaming for is really just the age old, you know, okay, we're going to get married, but then we're going to fuck around for fun because nobody wants to fuck the same person for 60 years. And yeah. it just, it just gets old and, you know, somebody else is always going to be more interesting and what it really is an advertisement is for that mentality. It's like, all right, we get married, we stay married because it does help yep. the kids and it is good from a social, uh, you know, societal standpoint. It is the building block of society, but that doesn't mean I can't run across the street and fuck Dolores while her husband's at work and while my wife is, you know, at daycare picking up the kids or whatever. I mean, that's just, that's what it was, man. I mean, I, I fucking saw it, you know, I fucking saw it in the seventies and it was still going on and it's still going on today. It's just different. Be sneaky about it. It's just different. Right. Cause nobody, nobody's walking around with a video camera on their, in their pocket back in the fifties. You can get away with shit in the fifties and the seventies and the eighties that it's more difficult to get away with now because there's evidence. I don't know about that 70s show cause I never watched that, but I would imagine that if Rob says it was pretty close, I, I don't, I'm sure it was. I don't think I, I, I've watched the 70s show. I don't think it's that close to the No, the, the 70s. 70s show wasn't even close to the actual 70s. That's I have no idea. Thing. I mean, the, I mean, you know, here's the thing, you know, in the 70s, you know, by 79, I already had a stepmother and a stepfather. My parents were already divorced and remarried before we hit the 80s. They're it's kind of like in 79 as we were heading into the 80s. And I mean, I had an older stepbrother who was in his early 20s. And all he did was go to the fucking club and get laid. You know, he never he never came home, you know, before four or six in the morning. And, you know, he was always, you know, he was always telling his younger brother, who was slightly older than me. These were my stepmothers, my first stepmother's children and so i would overhear you know the shit they were talking about and i was like you know god damn i can't wait till i'm you know 19 and then they raised the fucking drinking age to 21 and then you know all this other shit happened and everything changed and so i wasn't going to get to do all the all the cool shit you know once they raise the drinking age to 21 and then aids comes along it kind of changes the landscape a little bit he, did, he, he wasn't he didn't spend his waste his time journaling about his oh life. hell no i mean <laughs> you know he was just out and you know he was a surfer he was a good looking dude he was jacked i mean he was out there he was just fucking slaying it you know all the fucking time and you know sometimes he would you know he would bring him around the house sometimes i would you know he would take us out to the movies or something and pick her up along the way or, you know, pick us up to bring us home and she'd be with them or, you know, whoever his latest chick was. And he was just, he was fucking slaying it. And I was like, you know, and, and that, and, and that's why I always come back to a lot of that stuff because I had friends in high school. I had older stepbrothers. I saw this stuff going on, which is why it never, it, it just, it never occurred to me that you couldn't get laid. The only thought was, well, yeah, that's just what's supposed to happen. That's just natural. You go out and do it. 
And it was just a matter of figuring out how to do it. And it was a little bit more complicated, you know, once, once I, you know, came of age, but you know, it wasn't that, wasn't that big of a deal, you know? And, uh, it was just some wild shit, man. I saw some shit. At starting what decade did things start getting bad? I think as I think as soon as, you know, and I know this is, this is cheap shot, but I think as soon as grunge came along, that just signified the death of real fun because yeah. everything was just so angsty after that. Yeah. And everybody was just, you know, just whiny about everything. And in the eighties, yeah, it was just about partying. No, yeah. you're spot on, man. Like a lot of my peers, they, uh, like they fucking love, uh, uh Kurt Cobain, man. I'm just like, it's stuff's okay. I just, I just don't know. I, I don't have a cult following that a lot of my friends and shit. Dude, the only people I know that were into that music, and I don't know many, are fucked up to this day. I mean, they, you know, there and there aren't that many of them. Because most of the people that I knew, it was just, you know, and I'm not saying it was because we were better. I'm not saying it was because the 80s were better. I'm just saying it was more fun. And fun was actually a thing back then. It was like you're supposed to you're supposed to have fun in your 20s. You know, you're 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 you know, everybody was going out and trying to get laid and partying and having a good time and the only people who weren't were making a conscious choice not to um either because they had no you know they lacked the confidence they lacked the social circle you know the skills whatever and and i'm not shitting on those guys i'm just saying that for me it was just always you know it was just always that's what life is so why wouldn't i you know my dick's hard why wouldn't i be out there trying to do that shit too you know and it was like, you know, the, the only sin is not trying. I mean, even a blind hog finds an acorn every now and then. If you're out there hitting it, you know, you're, if you're out there hitting it and you're trying, you know, you're going to find, you're going to score sooner or later. You know, there's just no way you, the, back then there was just, it was just inconceivable that you wouldn't, you may have to, you may have to hit something, you know, you may have to hit a moped that you're ashamed of. You don't want your buddies to see you, but you can yeah, but most, it. But even mopeds back then were what decent looking. Oh, yeah. Necessarily. Relative to now. Necessarily. Well, there's always relativity. Yeah. The the point I want to throw in here, going back to Dre's question, when did it start getting bad? Okay. And I get what Nick said about the grunge scene. And I'm not disagreeing, but at the same time, I am. The only difference that's changed for you younger guys, for you, Dre. You grew up with the internet, okay, Nick, and and with AIDS, and with AIDS that made an impact. Well, you know, Dre's young enough that even the AIDS scare wasn't nearly as big as when you and I grew up, Nick. Fair enough. Fair enough. When we grew up, AIDS was the the death sentence, and every pussy that you ever thought about putting your penis into would give you AIDS. Okay. That's what we were taught back yep, in high school. True. Okay. That's what I was taught. You know, they showed us all the the worst of the worst. You know, here's what syphilis in an advanced stage looks like. Here's was, what gonorrhea looks like in an basically if you if you fuck without a condom, you're probably gonna get AIDS. You may no, escape no it. Probably you you will. See, by the time I was I was you may escape it, but do you really want to take that chance? Right. By the time yeah. I was of age, uh, Magic Johnson already had AIDS, and he 
He's had he had that AIDS for years. Uh, fucker yeah, dodged and it, it was yeah. because of a dirty needle or whatever. Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. The point is <laughs> that I want to get back to. You know, Dre brought up a good point. When did it start getting bad? Okay. And if I was younger, I would blame the you know the nineties when the music did turn to shit. Okay. But the reality from my perspective of being 50, it, it never got bad. It's no better or worse than it ever was. The only difference between back when I was 18 or 17 or 16, the only difference between me then and you now is the internet, okay? More people are tweeting and posting and doing their shit. So you have more information about what's going on in the world, whether it's true or not. You have more access today than I did. I mean, but- highlight highlight Charles's comment because he's wrong. It's not so bad right now. It's that the people you're no. listening to are telling you it's so bad right, right now. There you have it. There you have it. It's all about perspective, man. Okay. We, Charles, Dre, all you guys, all you motherfuckers in the chat right now, you, you look down your nose or you... Ha! When it comes to mainstream media, when it comes to the television, ha! They're all propaganda and blah, 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 blah. And yet you fuckers eat everything up you see on the internet. Because what? It's true? No, seriously, guys. It is. Because it's true because some asshole on the internet said it was true, therefore it is. They just traded one type of kayfabe for another. That's it. You're, you know, we all sit there and laugh at mainstream media, you know, CNN and and MSNBC and and Fox News and hi, these motherfuckers. And then yet you watch Andrew Tate or you watch Jordan Peterson or you watch whatever asshole you watch on YouTube or on the Internet, just as in general. So. Tell me why they're true and yet mainstream media is a lie. Tell me why, okay? Because they're all bullshit, all of it. The only difference between my, you know, my generation of Gen X and you guys, you millennials and you Zoomers, is I got my information from TV, just like my dad did. And you believe it because it's what they tell you. And so, well, you know, they're all out there to help you out. And yet you guys are doing the same thing. You laugh and you mock mainstream media, but then you buy Andrew Tate's bullshit. What makes him true? What makes Jordan Peterson true? Well, think about it this way. If you want to use math, you know, 95. Even, even this guy, even Aaron Clary, what makes not, him true? Well, you know, 95 to 98% of chicks out there aren't going to fuck you, but yeah. do, do the point. You know, do the 5% out of, you know, three and a half billion women and see how many are still left over that are going to fuck you. Just, your job is just to find the women in that subset. You'll never get through all of them. You, you never get through all of them. Even if, you're, even if you're Chad Sr., you're never going to get through all of them. No, so, a fraction that, of a fraction of the, 1%. That's the, you know, the existential crisis that I'm encountering right now at 50, that I'm like, dude, bro, Nick, bull, all you motherfuckers in the chat, Red Crusader, Homeschool, Daniel, Charles, uh, all you motherfuckers, 
step up and help me out here because I can't fuck them all. Okay. I cannot, I don't have enough time. There's, there's not enough time. There's, I, I can't get through them all in my lifespan. Even if I stop broadcasting today, I quit my job. I give up all my other activities other than eating, sleeping, and taking a dump. I will never get through them all. And that causes me anxiety, okay? So I need you fuckers to quit talking on the internet and reading Jordan Peterson and Andrew Tate and all the other guys. I need you to step step up and take one for the team and help me out here, okay? Because the truth is, you're not going to get through them all. Well, I, I mean, get through them all. Even the guys who, you know, I have every every month. It's not every week, but it's every month. I'll have a few guys who will who will be bold enough to email me and say, you know, what do I got to do different? And the first thing I want to do is climb through the fucking you know internet signal and beat the holy living shit out of them because there are. There are people out there whose entire existence is devoted to telling you what to do. You already know what to do. You're just not doing it. And so then I just start telling them the same things that those guys are going to tell you. And they still don't fucking do it because you want there to be, you think it's some sort of either magical key or you really don't want it to happen. And I'm here to tell you that if you do the shit that everybody's telling you to do, you will be surprised at how easy it is once you get there. But it's like everything else. You know, if you're afraid of diving off the high dive, it's scary as shit until you do it the first time. And then it's fun as hell and it's easy. It's the same concept. It's the same thing. It's just it's harder for you. It's much easier to work up the nerve to dive off a high dive than it is for you to go out and be rejected by 95% of the women you approach or talk to simple as that at least with like five six year old little boys like you tell them to go do something there's a good chance they're gonna fucking do it yeah yeah those little fuckers don't have any they have very little fear but that's a good spot to be in the reason you're not getting it is not because you don't know how to get it the reason you're not getting it is because you don't want it bad enough well there's that that's that's really all it is you can you you know that's what that's why you know, just speaking for Rob and I, just because we're so much older than Bull, that's why we shit on so much, so much of the time is because we know that even if you don't have anybody competent to teach you how to do it, if you want to learn how to do it bad enough, it's written on your fucking DNA. You're going to figure it out by trial and error. It may take a lot longer and it may be fucking humiliating along the way part of the time, but eventually it's not going to matter anymore. And you're going to get to the exact same place that you would get to if you listened to the guys that were already giving you this advice. But what you don't do is do what they say. You, you listen and you say, okay, that's it. But then you don't actually go out and do it, which means, which is why I don't give a shit about you, you know, which is why it's not my job to give a shit about you. It's your job to give a shit about yourself. And if you're not going to give it shit about yourself, why should anybody else? Yeah. Why should I fucking care? I ain't got the time for that. I'm, I'm too busy, you know, trying to do my shit, you know? And, and, and that's why, that's why that's one of the reasons I don't spend more time doing this kind of shit. And I actually hate talking about it. I hate that we're talking about it right now, but you know, Hey, it is what it is, but I would do more of it if I thought it made any difference, but you know, there, there are better ways for me to spend my time 
than to, you know, than to just, I, and I, I just get, I get, <laughs> I get, I get physically ill from having to listen to people whine about, you know, all this other bullshit when what you should be doing instead of journaling on the internet or journaling to some guru or journaling to somebody you admire as you should be coming back and you should be, you know, emailing people and saying, you know, holy shit, I did this and it worked and I fucked this girl. And, you know, I did this with this one and I went out with this one and I went dancing with this one or whatever. But, you know, that's what we should be hearing. That, that's why I'm always saying, I don't want to hear your, I don't want to read your journal. I want to hear your stories about what you did. Because if you're not going out there and and hammering it as hard as you can to make this shit happen in every spare moment of your life because you're already not good at it, then I don't want to hear about all your failures. Go talk to your priest, man. We, we could know? be talking about bass lures and the nuances of plate carriers right now. But all right. All right. You know, the fuckers. Y'all are dumpster fires. So. Right. <laughs> I already have it. Just hey. fucking do it. There, hey, well, you know the Nike ad. I don't have one of those, but I'll I'll dig one up. Yeah, sure I'll fine. find something that's inappropriate for for future episodes. Do you guys, either one of you, want to pimp, push, shill, whatever you got going on? The only thing that I will say is that I created a new YouTube channel just for my music. So eventually, I'm using I'm moving all my songwriting shit <laughs> over to that. For so so for those of you that want to see that and hear it go just google nick august music youtube and it, i'm not i don't i'm not going to find the i'm not going to go find the address but if you google that if you're interested in the songwriting you can find it because eventually i'm going to take all that shit off of my main channel and just have it on the music channel so that there's no crossover and so people that you know hate the music but like the other stuff don't have to put up with both at the same time that's like all it. I like it. Uh, you know, you and I are going to have to privately talk because, you know, I'm too lazy. I need you to Google that for me, Nick, because. Well, for you, I'll send it to you. There we See, see, this is what happens when you're in that inner secret society. <laughs> okay. You know, Nick's going to be like, I I'll do you. I'll, I got you, bud. I'll He's going to give me the link later. And then that way I can subscribe to his music channel because I happen to like what Nick writes. And that way, I, you know, I can have another subscription and not have to, you know, see it as part of his boomer crypto hour shit, you know. But <laughs> at least that way I can separate the two. So I like that. Bull, you got anything? No, fuck off. All right. Well, now we know what that is. Here, kids, got one last one for you. Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill. <laughs>